0: you've been
1: warned broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for advanced film snarkitude this is real spoilers episode 602 Bill and Ted face the music because none of us are going to theaters to see any movies I was so <laughs> glad that they actually I I feel bad that this movie got released on VOD I feel bad for them because I feel like if this especially it was originally intended to come out in August yeah and I and which is typically kind of a slow period for films and i think if this movie had come out in august as planned in a regular world it would have been the highest grossing film of the of the month of the franchise and oh for I sure think, and I, even adjusted for inflation i think this movie would have ended up making a ton of money yep I completely on the flip agree.
0: side though this movie is exactly what we need right now yep it's a heartfelt feel-good movie where you can have a fun time not worry about things people can watch it at home where studios aren't forcing you to go to the theater to see their new movies and uh so by them doing that i see a lot of people online saying thank you for allowing me to watch this safely at home and this is the movie i need and i loved it it got really good critical reviews um so you just never know what could have happened and while it could have been a huge success in normal times you know, maybe it doing this earned it some goodwill and ended up even better in the end. Um, this is a, a dual release. They, well, should we introduce ourselves first? I guess. Oh, sure. I guess let's uh, go around the
1: virtual, <laughs> let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows from. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/realspoilers. Like the page, join the group, and of course, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and you help us out. So there we have
2: we, re- we have a review. Oh. Oh, we do? We do.
1: Do they, what do they mean?
2: No. No, it's oh, a fi- okay. it's a good five-star one.
1: Oh, okay.
2: uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this username, because it, it looks like they just, like, fell on the keyboard. Gotcha. Okay. That's about what it looks like. Uh, five stars. These guys do a great job of discussing the movies and in, in an entertaining and insightful manner. They stray off topic. See previous episode. Uh, in a fun and enjoyable manner at times. I have really enjoyed going back and listening to the Marvel movie discussions uh, for the great way they expand on the movie's backstories. Highly recommended.
0: Oh, well, thank you. All right. There we go. This movie is a duel release simultaneous theatrical and video on demand so for people that want to return to the theaters or for people that have drive-in theaters uh, this movie is playing in any of those uh, theatrical formats but for people that aren't ready to go back to the theaters it is available to rent or to purchase on VOD so for 19.99, you can rent it on iTunes, Voodoo, service. Fandango Now, all that stuff, or for twenty four ninety nine, you can just go ahead and own it. So I can't imagine a lot of people not paying the five dollars and just taking rolling the dice and saying for yeah. five bucks. I was kind of can... hoping for a bundle, but whatever. I mean, there will be eventually. Well, there, yeah, right. There's a great bundle <laughs> on on Apple.
1: I think had it. Oh, for all voodoo, three of them?
0: Voodoo had it, Fandango oh, had it, oh, Apple they had, had it. it
1: prior. They all had it.
0: Ah, well, well, they all well, have they, it right now. Thirty five bucks for all of them.
2: Oh, I couldn't find it. All yeah. I found was,
0: oh well. No, it's out now there, I, sorry. I own
2: Bill and Ted Face the Music, but that's <laughs> Yeah,
0: fine. which sucks because the other two are 15 apiece to own. Well, so I've got
2: those on that Shout Factory disc, so it's not the end of the world.
1: Sit tight. They put those movies on sale for five bucks all the time.
0: But the, the way they've got it marketed is they want you to buy the bundle and they want you to buy the new one, so sure. it's either 15 for one and two separately or 35 for the $25 new movie and the other two. So it puts them at five a piece. So they're like basically nudging you in the direction of buying that.
2: That's an interesting, we talk about like where theaters are going to go when they bundle it like that. How do you determine the profit margin on that movie? Right? Like if, if people are buying the bundle pack at 35 bucks and you get one, two and three, how do you determine how much discount the
0: others to five? I mean, that movie is still a a $25 purchase. So I think what they're doing is they're sweetening the pot. They're saying, if you buy this new one, you know, we'll give you a discount from 15 down to five on the others by keeping the individual price high. It's just marketing they're 15 a piece so that you buy the bundle for five. If they were five a piece, some people would go, Oh, I'll just watch the originals for 10 bucks and I'll wait for the other one to be seven bucks. Right? So it's, it's all marketing and smoke and mirrors, but it's that simultaneous release, which is great. So it gave people the option, which I really love because in my mind, I know the theater is a fun experience. We all used to go all the time. I'm not going to go too deep into it. It's fun to go to the theater, but in my mind, no movie really, rarely does a movie need to be seen in the theater. Let me phrase it that way. You know, I first watched Ben-Hur and The Ten Commandments and Lawrence of Arabia and Casablanca and Schindler's List and all these great films. I saw them at home for the first time, and guess what? They were still great movies. So, I think it's kind of BS when people say you have to see it on the big screen because how many people watched all those old classic movies in the theater? They weren't born most of the time and they're still great movies. So I think it's crappy to force people during global pandemic into the theater to see a movie. (laughs) And I think this, again, earned them a lot of goodwill that they were like, you want to go to the theater? Fine, Bill and Ted 3. You want to see it at home? Rent it or buy it. And uh, it was really cool. Um, they made $400,000 on Friday in the theaters. And so it's estimated it's you know not a huge take, but still it's kind of free discovered money since it was going to be on VOD anyway. They think it's going to make about a million dollars in theaters. That's not and, bad. But it's at the top of every VOD chart. I sure. Mean, oh, you, yeah, absolutely. If, if you have Apple TV, I was watching a lot of stuff on Apple TV over the weekend. Like the scrolling featured image where they show different movies usually is like Ted scroll bill scroll death <laughs> i mean they are promoting this movie uh they partnered with fandango now for promotions voodoo has graphics and things so this is a big streaming movie and it's going to make a ton that way so it's it's interesting to see how the simultaneous release works because a lot of movies are either like we're going straight to vod or we're going to be in theaters only as some that are coming out now mm-hmm. you know in the next week
2: well what do we just see about mulan didn't they just change their thing
0: no they didn't change anything so, there it's, was, so
2: it's a delayed thing
0: so mulan was always going to come to disney plus for free eventually right mulan is coming out next weekend on or this weekend when you're listening on the uh disney plus premiere access and so for 30 dollars you can see it now and you can watch it as many times as you want so it's kind of like owning it but you do have to keep an active disney plus subscription but eventually which it was, was like le- the end
2: of september right december no. December. So
0: okay, it was leaked by the UK Disney Plus app, and it <laughs> went away very quickly after. So they must have been testing their programming or whatever. So in the <laughs> what a U- terrible thing to test it and, on. And the UK, it said you can buy it on Premier Access for twenty nine ninety nine and own it before everyone else in December, and they took that down. It said twenty nine ah. ninety nine pounds. So it's not official. It's not been confirmed. But if that leak is to be believed, and if it is. And the, the UK, remember, launched Disney Plus way after US. So yeah, they're yeah. not on the same page all the time. Now, I'm not saying they won't be caught up by then, but just for what it's worth, the UK Disney Plus had a quick leak that it was going to be free for everyone in December. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But that was always the plan. Like, I saw some people posting, like, yeah, that makes more sense. It was kind of a ripoff at 30. I'm glad they're giving it. And it's like, no, it was always the plan. <laughs> to be early access but now no, no
2: i knew the access but i thought that they were trying to pull some with all the of the bad publicity that came along with it they're like yeah never mind it's no no on no this no. thing but other services no, it's not
0: n- nothing changed it only there was that uk leak that's the only okay, new okay. and they're
1: still going to sell a lot of this on physical media because there's so many diehards that have every disney movie on physical media that they're going to want to keep that collection going sure i think
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully they keep it up. I mean, there's been rumors where uh, internal rumors where they were going to stop doing 4K, which is what collectors want, because collectors always want the the best media out there. So the diehards are the ones that want 4K. Uh, General people would buy Blu-ray. But then again, general audiences are just streaming Disney Plus. So I think it's really muddied right now. And so for collectors. It's just a weird time. It is. I hope they keep doing the 4K because again, that's what the collectors want, and it's gonna suck if the diehard collectors have to go back to regular Blu-ray.
2: What if they do kind of like what Warner does? Print
0: them and you. print them. Like I yeah, feel, I feel like, I feel like
2: why would you, why would you not do that? Maybe you send, you stop sending like 4K or whatever to stores, and if the collectors, I mean, then you're not losing money. Yeah,
0: pre-order the 4K or something, and then they yeah. can ship them all. Or yeah, at once, you go to yeah. Disney
2: Plus, whatever, and mm-hmm. then it's like, hey, can I get? this on 4k they're like sure it'll be out in two weeks
0: so that's the world we're living in. Um, at the time of this recording, New Mutants is estimated to make uh, between eight and ten million dollars, which I mean, for a movie that was delayed three years, I had honestly like, I think if it had came
1: out in a regular ecosystem with competition at the box office, I think there's a good chance it still would have made between eight and ten million dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah, I or, or less. I mean, yeah. people are desperate for movies and this is, aside from the Russell Crowe Unhinged movie, which it also did about eight or, like eight million dollars last weekend when it came out this is one of the few new movies in theaters it has the marvel logo behind it it's the last fox marvel movie i people want to get back to the theaters like the people that do need something to watch and so i I, don't it's what i find interesting though is the
1: bill and ted box office versus the new mutant box office and i feel like new mutant since it wasn't available on vod people only had the only option was to go to the theater. I think it's very telling mm-hmm. that Bill and Ted, what its box office returns were when people were given the option of staying home to watch it. Because I, I just know for my own anecdotal purposes, I see way more people talking about Bill and Ted on my Facebook and Twitter feeds than I see talking about new mutants.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I think the number of people that watch Bill and Ted when you're talking about number wise far surpasses new mutants because you're talking about still the ten, twelve, fifteen dollar tickets. It's an IMAX. It's expensive yeah. around the country. So you're talking New Mutants making eight million dollars only in theaters, and you're talking about Bill and Ted making between eight hundred thousand to one point two million is the range they're giving in theaters. But it's at the top of every VOD chart. And yeah. remember, what Trolls in the first week made almost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, not saying this will do that because necessarily, but we'd see the potential of VOD is that in a week, trolls made a hundred million. Everyone's right. talking about VOD and it's top in all the charts. So Bill and Ted could in theory make 50 million on VOD in its first week. And so you're talking about, wow, yeah, new mutants is 8 million compared to 1 million. But then if Bill and Ted makes 50, that blows <laughs> new mutants out of the water. Right. So right. I, I think what Tom said is very telling that when given the choice during a global pandemic, people are going to stay home and when people are forced to go to the theaters because that's the only option. Sure. Some will turn up, but you're not going to do the numbers and it's very telling. I'm excited to talk about, and and again, I don't want anyone to fail. Please don't take this as me wanting movies, theaters, the studios to fail. No one wants that. You just have to be smart during a pandemic. No movie is worth risking your health. No movie. It's a movie, right? We love movies. That's what we do, but it's a movie, Uh, but it will be very telling next weekend because that's when Tenet opens. And This has been the big, you know, coming only in theaters, coming to theaters. WB is standing their ground and only doing theaters. And it's the big movie. And we'll see. Will people turn up? I think it's going to have a very lackluster U.S. box office. It's not getting the best reviews either. Well, and some of that is muddy, too, because of people being mad at WB for their release strategy. Sure. Meaning Bill and Ted earned good uh, vibes from what they did right like you can stay at home and watch this and be safe tenet is like you cannot stay at home and be safe you have to see this in the theater <laughs> yeah, and right. so it did the opposite of goodwill where i think will bill and ted is boosted by their goodwill tenet is has that taken away and so we'll see next weekend but the big thing is tenet is the hugest theatrical summer movie that didn't get released in the summer but that's coming to theaters like the first big one to open up so I what do you guys think it will make? I'm thinking it maybe makes like 25 million US this next weekend. Yeah, I was thinking
1: like 20. Like if if a, if a new mutants can make you know eight, and then I this is a way bigger because everybody knew new mutants was just going to be a sure. turd, and that they went anyway. Yeah, and so, um, but I, so I I just I feel like around 20, which is still, um not what a movie like this needs to open i was
0: to. thinking tenet in a non-pandemic opens to around a hundred million dollars yeah for
1: sure
2: if not more yeah like the the hype behind that movie yeah uh, it, uh i don't think there's been that much hype behind a christopher nolan movie in a long time
0: so bill and ted face the music 25 million dollar <laughs> budget right five million more than the ni- yeah. 1991 uh previous movie correct
2: yes correct this is it's such an interesting mix of excellent adventure and bogus journey yeah like there are elements of both movies they took all the good elements of both movies and just mushed them together
1: Mm -hmm. this movie was an absolute delight
2: yep (laughs) I did there's nothing I will say it took me a little bit probably about I don't know a fourth of the movie to get used to this version of Keanu again Yeah, that he I mean, even I felt like even he was having a hard time, like getting back into it. Right. I mean, he's
0: become John Wick.
2: He has become not even that, but he's just he has this persona, uh, you know, like the whole thing with Colbert, like when Colbert is like, what do you think happens when we die? And he rips off. He's just like the people that love us will miss us. And you're just like, whoa, wow. All right. But like the guy from he's not the same. He's not the same style actor from Speed or Point Break. Uh, he's just a he's just a very mellow dude.
1: He spent a lot of time trying to... You know, a lot of his early roles were variations on this character. Yeah, that's very true. And he spent a lot of time trying to break away from that. So for him to go return to it is um, very gracious. Because you know that he's not in a position where he has to do it. Like, sometimes have, yeah. actors do that. He doesn't have to do they, anything. Yeah, sometimes actors do that because they don't have a choice. And... He absolutely had a choice, and and he chose to do this, and you can tell he's having an absolute blast.
2: Absolutely, uh, if he can stop shaving, just grow the beard back. I don't like the clean face Keanu Reeves anymore; it weirds I didn't me out.
0: Either.
1: No, he needs a beard, hundred <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
2: percent. Maybe not smile so much because that creeps me out just as much. Uh, but there, both of these guys, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, come back into this movie. And it's like they never left. Yeah, Absolutely. Like they, they never they, miss a beat. You, f- they, you feel like they are the same characters 30 years older. Yeah. And they don't even look 30 years older. I'll I'll say that, too. There are moments when Alex Winter looks a little aged, but overall, I think they look the same. They sound the same. Uh, they bring back Missy which is just fan just the the best callback joke of the entire movie well here's the totally. deal
0: the movie this movie's 29 years after bill and ted's bogus journey and people age but those Sh- movies
2: oh, sure 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 i'm sorry i don't know I don't
0: but those movies are in such a time capsule that see keanu's evolved we've seen him year after year after year roll after yeah. roll evolve get a little older grow a beard change his hair right but when we think Bill and Ted, we always think of 89 or 91 Bill and Ted sure. and those two actors, right? So when you take a jump like this, it's not that they look bad for being 29 years older. It's just that they're not... we didn't see grown Bill up with Te- Keanu. We didn't see Bill and Ted every year since 1991. We think of 1991 <laughs> Bogus Journey, and then we go to the third one. And so... Because of that jump, it's just a little jarring because we haven't seen those characters in so long, and that's the biggest thing.
2: It is funny that Keanu's hairstyle has devolved back because that's what his hairstyle is now. His hairstyle is Bill's hairstyle, <laughs> right. Or or Ted's hairstyle from eighty nine and ninety one. It's the right. same thing. He would
0: look really weird with Bill's hairstyle. A very curly weird. blonde, hair. right? And and
2: that's the thing is like Alex Winter still has like the same hair. Like yeah. it's you know like sometimes. You see these guys, and they don't age well. Yeah. Uh, now, even both, even, both. even Ted's dad looks pretty good. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, because yeah,
1: that guy's got to be pushing eighty. Has if not, to be, yeah. yeah, but he's he still looked good. And I just, you know, I I I was talking about this movie on the radio, and I was saying a lot of times when you go see uh, comedians doing roles late in their careers or comedic roles, it can. It can be kind of sad, and I compared it to um, "Have Rocket, Will Travel," the the Three Stooges movie oh, from fifty nine, yeah. and yeah. we and, and you know, but to put it in in perspective, like and you know, when that movie came out, Larry Fine would have been about five years older than Keanu Reeves is right now. That's crazy. But how much? Older and sadder do the Three Stooges (laughs) look in that movie than the Three Stooges when they're churning out the two reelers that you that you think of. You know, that's just actors
0: in general, though. People with health, medical stuff, people taking care of themselves. Actors today looks. I mean, we we talked about it with uh Lee Marvin with the Dirty Dozen. Sure, And, and and I'm not trying to rip on anyone in general actors today when you talk about these six people in their 60s and their 70s still out there acting like think about anthony hopkins and how old he is and he still can be a leading man and he still has that gravitas patrick stewart's still out there doing that helen Mirren. helen yeah yeah, you just people work to stay
1: younger longer yes yeah you know like it i was watching the movie a a while back um marty the ernest Mm -hmm. borgnine movie and there's a there's a scene where his mother and aunt are talking and the, and I think the aunt's like moving in with the mom or something because her husband died and she's like this old widow and she's going and we ran the math and she was like 53 <laughs> and it, we, we were and like but that was like what was considered old and at death's door and society had no use for you anymore. Now it's like
0: people are still having kids at 50 well right and then i mean think about like like you mentioned earlier joe helen Mirren. how old is she and she still looks great
2: no she looks amazing like you wouldn't
0: say oh she's an old the old widow character at 53 right Right. it's 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 just a different time but anyway so this movie like they're older they have their families they have their kids the the retcon we were talking about last episode so if you watched. Bogus journey, and you listen to the episode. At the very end, they they time travel and come back, and they already have their two kids, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. I think clearly, it is clear that they were meant to be two little boys named Bill and Ted. Like, (laughs) of course, they had kids, and they they did do the 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 name switch. So, like, Ted had little Bill, and Bill had little Ted, which is a which is a cute homage and a really nice way to sum up their friendship. They love each other so much, and we see that in this movie we even see it back in the second movie like when they're proposing to the princesses and oh how, sure sure, sure. And we didn't get through a lot of the plot of the second movie unfortunately but do you see these really sweet moments where they're doing kind of the same thing and they're in sync it's because these two are the best of friends and they love one another right. and they, they in this movie they really embrace that love where in the I guess the end of the first one, as you were saying, they do a stupid derogatory remark instead of embracing it because these two No,
2: well, it's like in the middle, like it's in the, but but you're right. But, but but, But they do it. Yes.
0: But they embrace it in this one. And they always, they always did love each other. But the fact is they didn't show it and embrace it as much where this one, it's clear how much they care about one another. And so, I think that's a beautiful testament to their friendship and the love they have is the naming of the kids after one another it's just in this one they retcon it to where Bill and Ted are nicknames for their like the daughters the theodore or whatever theodora theodora so so they named them after each other but they're female variations of their best friend's name so that was the retcon and i think it's clear in the last one that like at least one of the little kids is a boy and i i don't think they ever intentioned to have daughters in bogus journey right like it's not like they were back in 91 like we're gonna do we're gonna have little bill and ted but they're actually girls and it's you know that that was not a no 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 that was a
2: that was a (laughs) nice little way to uh make them dads of girls which i guess i'm well tom has a stepdaughter it's a completely different dynamic like it's a it's a very different dynamic with with two girls uh so and it adds i I feel like it adds to their characters Mm -hmm. like that they're these two dads who and here's the samara Weaving is fantastic. I think mm-hmm. she's a fantastic actress. She is overshadowed yes uh, by by the gal that is uh The
1: Bridget Lundy Payne Bridget Lundy Payne
2: who is doing a spot, spot on, on Keanu spot Reeves. on Keanu Reeves impression.
1: People might recognize her from a, uh the show Atypical on Netflix. Oh. It's a, about a family uh it's uh in there's a. They have a boy who has is on the autism spectrum, and she plays the sister. Okay, and it's, it's a really good show. It's a. It's funny, but not inappropriately so, and it's uh, highly recommended.
2: Yeah, Samara Weaving is just Samara Weaving. Like she's not.
0: Doing, but you can't even say like... just Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving is a. She's another one of those that is a ray of joy. She captures the spirit, and you know she has this star power about her, right? Yes. So ready or not. She's so good in that. When, as soon yes. as we saw Ready or Not, we knew Samara Weaving would be a star. The Babysitter. She's been in uh, all sorts of other stuff.
2: Wolf of Wall Street. My Name Is Earl. Oh, she no, was in like, Wolf of Wall Street. Me, no, that's Margot Robbie and Jamie oh, presley because right. they all look alike.
0: <laughs> and she is Australian. Like, is she it, really? It, Margot Robbie's Australian, right? I have no idea. I thought she was Australian.
2: Sure, we'll go with that. Okay,
0: I thought she would. Right. But anyway, Samara Weaving's Australian. So. The thing is, she's a delightful actor, and we love her and the roles that we've seen her in. So it's not a knock on her, but you're right. Bridget Lundy Payne is doing this Ted impression, <laughs> where is it is just. just spot- I felt like
1: I felt like sometimes she was a little too animated, like uh, like she a little she, she was always moving. She you know was I mean? yeah, and so where like Ted had moments of that. And, and, uh, but she was like almost constantly doing it, which was a little distracting. She puts me, it on but, a little
0: thick, but yeah. but she is doing a really good, like her timing, her even the hair flips, her cadence. Yeah. She really studied Keanu Reeves in these movies. You can tell and does yeah. a great recreation. Samara weaving as great as she is always. And as delightful as she is in this role, I didn't see Bill in her. I, I just I didn't see it. I would agree.
1: Like every once in a while, she would kind of slip into a little bit of that surfer dude, a little uh, bit Cadence, but but not not like uh, not like the other one did. Yeah. And so and, so and, and and she was great and ready or not. So like not trying to bag on her at all. And she's but she's fine
0: kinda, in this too. I mean, that's what I mean. She's she's enjoyable in this, but she didn't have that uh, that. Well, you
1: you gotta kind of wonder. Like, there's you know, there's some connections there for why. She might have ended up in the Keanu Reeves movie, right? So why her dad was Agent Smith? Who's she's Hugo, That's Weaving's Hugo Weaving's daughter? daughter? Yeah, I didn't know. That. I had no oh. idea. Well, now it's blowing people's minds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> well, oh, uncle. Sense. That's her uncle. Okay. Okay. Is her uncle? That's her uncle. But still, oh, okay. Sorry, but still a relative. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's that make, crazy there you
0: go. That's interesting. So. Yeah, the the casting is great, and I agree with Joe. I think giving them daughters was really nice. Um, it's just too obvious to have sons named Bill and Ted. It's too obvious. Yeah, we've we've seen kids of characters before. We've seen them emulate their dads and be just like them. It's it's a here's different... the
1: other nice thing about about the daughters or in this movie is that they totally love their dads. Like it's it's a. Uh, yeah. you know they they never go down this road of most movies ha- would have this moment of conflict sure. where like the Dead. kids are mad and they yeah. and then they there's a falling out and then they have to reunite in some capacity to 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 save the world and like they never do that like nope. they 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 absolutely and I love I always laughed every time they would say dad's plural dad's, yeah. <laughs> like that was great and and uh but yeah, I really like the fact that they didn't have any of the plot revolve around the kids being mad at the parents and learning a valuable lesson about family love. And it was like no, they love their
2: dads. They love their dads from the get. They admire. They, they looked up to their dads. Yeah. And that never wavered. Well, that yes. goes
0: back to what we were saying about the first two movies. Right. Bill and Ted never in fight they never have a falling out they never do that thing it's become such a trope in a buddy movie where one of them screws the other one over and they have to you know walk you know alone with their thoughts and remember the good times They had. you know they never do that in any of the movies and that includes the third one it's not mean-spirited like they don't hate each other they don't have a conflict this movie is such a feel-good movie with the heart and the 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 love and family and friendship it, it just never goes down that trope and and that's what makes it such a delight and especially in these times it's a movie you can watch and feel good and laugh and not take too seriously. I really like that dynamic and I, I think that all of them, all four of them of the Bill and Ted pairs uh, they do a great job and um, what I really like is that when i saw the poster and i first saw this movie it was going to be about their daughters i thought it was going to be a, a hand off the baton type Me situation too.
1: i i i was going to say the same thing that i thought that it was get, that we were going to get less bill and ted mm-hmm. so yep. they could try and set the girls up for their own movie and, and i don't know maybe they'll go down that road but i really didn't feel like they were trying to do that
0: yeah it and, wasn't a pass the torch thing that's what yeah. was so great i thought you know keanu reeves and alex winter are going to you know film for a cup of coffee and 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 then it's the girl's adventure but what they end up doing is they give them each their own adventure and they they both pairs have purpose they both are very Mm. important to the story and neither takes away from the other and especially with as much nostalgia and fan service we talk about how how nostalgic people are and that's what got this movie made if you were to bait and switch them and give them bill and ted cameos in the movies about their yeah, daughters people right. would be pissed i mean that's yeah. just how it is and-, and i will also say
1: i never had a moment where when they cut to the daughter storyline i was just like uh i was like no this this makes sense where we're going I mean, as much as a Bill and Ted movie can make sense. But, but like, this makes sense where we're headed right now. And I I didn't feel like I was getting cheated out of Bill and Ted time when they cut to the daughters. I think that that was... uh handled masterfully yeah
0: and and like Joe said I mean this movie takes the best of both worlds you have really the Grim Reaper element uh, from the second movie and you get back the time travel element and both of the pairs go in separate directions so the girls once they see that their dads are in danger um, they start going back in time and trying to collect famous musicians to create this insane historical supergroup and, so Bill wait, wait, and Ted, wait, wait. do
2: you think do you think so I took it as they were, so they started with Hendrix and then they went to the person that inspired Hendrix mm-hmm. right. and they went to the person that inspired Louis Armstrong. Correct. Right. Went that's how the, I took it too. Like and then they, they went key- to the, so like they were just following this, this mm-hmm. timeline of inspirational artists. Right. right. So like if it were me, right, like I would want Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen and John Bonham. And like, if I'm going to create this super group of guys from the, like the, the best of the best, that's what I would do. But they're doing like – they're taking the idea of the history report and using – putting that to the music, right? So they're starting at point A with Hendrix and then just like working their way down through history. So like like I said, they're combining like the story of the history report with the wackiness of going to hell
0: yeah I mean I think that going back in time is the history report I don't think that Billy the Kid was inspired by Socrates I don't think it connected it it doesn't follow like that but they're taking the best elements so like I was saying the girls are going back in time further and further and further giving you the the history or do the time travel element from the first one but then at the same time Bill and Ted are going further into the future and we start we get to see different versions of the future and different versions of Bill and Ted (laughs) so they go on two very different and very entertaining journeys. And I thought they were both equally fun to watch where like Tom said, you didn't go, oh cut back to Bill and Ted, or you didn't also go, oh go back to the daughters. Like they both had their own fun things to do, which was really cool. And we got to see Bill and Ted do what we enjoyed in the previous two movies, which is act opposite themselves, which is always right. fun. Right. And they go crazy with their future selves, like designs in this one.
2: And and it's it's fun like you sometimes when you don't you know we we've seen it a million times when they bring two actors who've worked together back together after being apart for so long, sometimes that just doesn't work. Like the, the is not there anymore. And that is not the case. No, uh, with Alex great. Winter and Keanu Reeves. Like I wonder if they're still buddies. They are. That's why. They're oh, they've, okay. They've, they've that kept makes in sense. touch.
0: they are lifelong friends. So they then
2: that makes more sense yeah. because they look they didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Like they're they, they go right back to being Bill and Ted to uh Paca- be musicians.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what sets them on their course is that basically the world the future is collapsing they didn't save the world well they haven't they're, yet they're, they're not even successful like <laughs> yeah. right they they had a
1: moment where they were very popular and then it just and it's just been diminishing returns ever since
2: yes like like most 80s bands that you don't remember anymore they yeah they like follow they on like
0: th- the the bogus journey the newspapers and stuff at the end they carry that forward but they're like you know actually instead of like the will they break up oh no it was a hoax thing at the end of bogus journey <laughs> this one's like they actually did split up and they did solo records and failed their solo records the grim reaper split off and tried to do his own thing and <laughs> they sue the grim reaper yeah it's it's like it's so so yeah they're they're struggling to find their well, way you,
1: you i will say like they don't negate those those papers if you will if you watch the there's like a whole storyline told through those those newspapers at the end of bogus journey and you get things like Grim Reaper making his own solo album Mm -hmm. and so I mean it it really it 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 keeps that in in canon best i can tell yeah no that's
0: what i mean it's just they go forward further like even even after that it's like they really their band did have trouble they weren't the band that they thought you thought they were gonna be this huge successful band based on those papers but really they start struggling and they're trying to find their sound and in this whole 29 years they've been trying to create the song (laughs) that saves the world and they they don't do it based on this future and so now we have to figure out how to they have to figure out how to do it or else the entire world's going to collapse. Basically.
2: I knew that this movie was going to be perfect just from the opening scene, right? Like the opening scene is Bill and Ted playing at a wedding. You don't know whose wedding it is right away, but you, it's just, a, you know, they're like, Oh man, the wild stallions are now wedding singers. <laughs> uh, and then you realize it's, uh, Ted's little brother from the first movie played by Beckett, Beck Bennett, uh, Beck Bennett from mm-hmm. SNL uh who is now marrying Missy. Which is a hilarious so way to, to carry just, on. Just a recap is that he Missy from part one married Bill's dad. Uh Missy in part two married Ted's dad. And now Missy in part three is marrying Ted's brother.
0: Which is a great callback to joke. the joke, great in joke. The second one where he says, Maybe you'll marry her and you can be <laughs> yeah, your own stepdad right. or whatever. Right. Well
2: and I do love that that Ted gives the breakdown of like who everybody is to each other now. Mm. So it's yeah. like, I guess you're your own uncle and your own son. Like it just, yeah. it's a hilarious breakdown. And the, they brought back the original Missy. Like it's the same Missy from all three yeah. movies, the first two, at least. Uh, and it's, and he's, they are trying to write this song. That's going to get them back uh, in, in the world of music. And he, they're going very experimental and like, Ted's got this weird, uh, th- like vibration instrument, and Bill is doing like a death metal, guttural like, brrr, like throat it's- singing. Yeah, yeah, it's and so and it's just not working. And Ted's dad shows back up and like pulls the plug, uh, and and gives them a bunch of guff. Uh, and even uh, we have two new princesses. One is the gal from Glee the The art teacher, right from Glee.
1: Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, she is. And
2: I'm just like, you couldn't just hire two British actresses. Yeah, I thought, like, you've got to have them put on some not very good British accents. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, And and they all still love each other, but there is some strife, right? Like Bill and Ted have kind of dedicated their lives to being musicians, and it's not working. And the wives take them to couples therapy. This is great, and it's a that hilarious scene. And I can't. I wish I knew the name of that actress, but she was in uh, Bridget. Brittany runs a marathon. Brittany runs a marathon. Yeah. And it's such, was, a, which if
1: you haven't seen, is such so a good, good movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, uh, this actress was also in what Twenty Two Jump Street, right? She's. Oh, she up. was. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, she's yeah, po- yeah. she's great. Wasn't she it? pops up in, a, in in movies and is like the highlight. All the time. Wasn't
0: she the sister in Marriage Story?
1: She was the sister in Marriage Story, and you're
0: she's right. the aunt in Goosebumps, too. The Jack Goosebumps? Black oh, one. I didn't see the Goosebumps. I didn't, see the, I didn't Goosebumps. see the second one. I saw the first one. Oh, didn't uh, we review it? No. What? We didn't review came, the second I Goosebumps. Again.
2: I think it came out against something else.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah. So yeah, she's really great. But <laughs>
2: the... see, I love where they're both like, say what you're feeling right now, and Ted just kind of goes to his wife, "We love you." Yeah and she's just like okay stop right there change the we to i and he's just like bill and i love
0: you yeah. and
2: she's like i think i see the problem
0: it's a great concept because as as much as we talk about how much the two friends love each other and care about each other and they're the best of friends but also the princesses wanted to marry each of them individually and what they got was they married both of them together And so it's a great scene that really shows you that it shows you the love that they all have for one another and they're not mean spirited. It's not in a bad way. They have good intentions, but also they have individual wives that they need to focus on and they can't always be doing this. We love you type thing. And so it really sets up that, um, again, not in a mean spirited contentious way, but they have some learning and growth to do. They, it's been 29 years and they've, only ever done everything together and it's just it's like and they that, even
2: say like that we're princesses like we kind of thought we'd have a better life than this yeah you know
0: they've got indoor
1: plumbing so yeah right right yeah, you're doing okay air conditioning the one they left. hello you can
2: go back to your time if you'd like <laughs> yeah. and see if how you'd that like works like to go
1: poop in a bucket we <laughs> can make that
2: happen <laughs> yeah. you know the toilet Princess? paper and toilet yeah. brushes and yeah. toothbrushes you'll be fine yeah, yeah. um so How about antibiotics <laughs> yeah, How about that. Right. <laughs> Just penicillin. <laughs> right. So I, I wish I could remember the other actress's name. The gal who plays Mabel.
0: Oh, Kristen Shaw.
2: Chris. Yes. So we find out that she is Rufus's daughter.
0: Kelly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and she kind of tells she shows up to, with Bill and Ted and she says, look, she's, she's got to write the song.
1: I would also like to point out George Carlin's daughter's name
0: is Kelly. That's nice.
2: Oh, that's a good call. That's a yeah. nice callback. Um, she she says to Bill and Ted, "You need to you need to write this song. This you have seven hours." To write this song otherwise the reality is going because you haven't written this song yet reality is going to implode on itself and like throughout the movie you've got like little flashes of historical or just people from the past or the future popping up in random spots babe ruth is showing out. up
0: in george washington's boat and george right. washington is going back to different times and it, like it, it everything is all screwed up the entire universe is collapsing
2: and it, it, it comes bill and ted have to write the song like that's that's the bottom
0: line. They have until 7:17 7, p.m. Right. So just real quick, when they when they
1: take them to the future and we meet Rufus's daughter, we get a quick Carlin cameo. Yep. yep. And like I cannot figure out where that audio came from because he's he's specifically referencing the time machine as
0: a museum artifact, and I'm like, where did they get that from? I have to think that it's a deleted scene, maybe from the second one, because in the second one, they're at the Bill and Ted Institute, so even in the first movie, they're famous for saving the world and they're worshipped, so I would think that maybe Carlin filmed something about the museum or the Institute So,
2: I would agree with you but in the second one he has a ponytail and white hair well they in, can do anything the, with computers it's that's, the true, audio they can. That, that's true
1: that's true that part would be easy yeah. to fix but I will also say you see him step out and he says he introduces himself and then when you hear the audio of him talking about the artifact it cuts away and you don't see him anymore as that line plays and so oh. and so that's why I was wondering where they got it from or even if maybe it was a stray line of dialogue from the cartoon and they and oh they, maybe
2: and they mm-hmm. snagged it. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's.
1: I don't think I've ever
2: heard somebody do a Carlin impression, so I mean it's and, and it, it sounded just didn't like sound him. like an impression. No, it sounded just like him. So yeah. you're probably right. They've got some track somewhere.
0: They were doing a watch along on Twitter, and I I tried to tweet at uh, Ed Solomon, who's on Twitter, and I I don't think I t- maybe I typed Alex Winter. I don't know, but I asked because I'm like that cameo. That spoiling things is that original audio, a deleted scene? What is that? And I never got an answer. Maybe they answered it and I didn't see it, but I really tried because I couldn't figure it out. It's great though. Whatever it is, it's it's a wonderful homage. You see George Carlin in a hologram format like you would see one of those like Tupac concerts, like a hologram type of uh, performance. And he walks out of the phone booth and he says his lines and it's really nice. It's a great way where you can see him, you can hear him, he's included. And then from then on, you get Kelly, the daughter, which is, you know, again, a nice, homage to the character so i think they handled it wonderfully and i absolutely wonder how Mm -hmm. yeah
2: so they go and of of course uh the the council who is different than before but it's the same same premise uh tells them that they they give them a row of guitars or like get to it like we need this song or else this reality is over with uh and bill and ted are a little flummoxed and they realize uh which i Wish they would have played into the idea that if we just think about it in the like, we'll just think about writing it in the future, and then all of a sudden it's there. But they don't; uh, they just kind of say we'll go to the future and we'll like take but it. But I don't ourselves.
1: think you. I so not to deal too much with logic in the context of a Bill and Ted movie because it's <laughs> not really what they're trying to do. But like, I don't feel like that would work because you can say you can say in the future, I'm going to take this object and place it here. Right. But you can not say in the future, I'm going to do something extraordinarily creative, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's like, I, fair. That's I fair. can't say 20 years from now, I will write something better than Shakespeare. I don't have that ability and it's never going to happen. So you can't, you know, but I could say 20 years from now, I'm going to put this book behind a potted plant.
2: OK, hmm. that makes sense. Uh, so they decide to go to the future and take it from their future selves. Uh, so they, you know, this is where we get a, a nice callback to the telephone booth, and they jump in, and they they go about f- what two years into the future, uh, and we realize that maybe things aren't as good right. as they should be. So they go into like uh, an old folks' home, basic. No, it was like a like a Mexican.
1: They're like, bar. Pl- yeah, they're playing like a little dive bar restaurant type
0: yeah thing. yeah it's open mic night it says open yeah. mic wild That's stallions right. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: they said oh no they're here and they run away and of course <laughs> you don't see them running away but then they turn around and uh it i love that every time we see future bill and ted they're getting more and more prosthetics put on
0: i thought <laughs> the <laughs> practical effects were excellent in this movie yes, they, were. they were really good i for... was impressed i i wrote in my review that In a comedy movie like this, you don't expect that they have, like, Oscar-winning awards makeup. Like, you know, you really think they're just going to be silly-looking, whatever, and get the point across. And the makeup is excellent. Yeah. Especially when they're really old. Yeah. I I, They did it.
2: Even the muscle suits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They looked... I'm like, those are pretty detailed.
2: Yeah. Yeah they realize that maybe they don't have the song.
0: Right. If they're still playing, if they're playing open mics and that means two years in the future, they still don't have the songs. Right. They also blame them for, uh, they break the news that the, the princesses did leave them.
2: Yes, they did though. They went on an adventure and then never came back. He's like, so don't, whatever you do, don't let them leave. And then, you know, that becomes a thing later. Um, so then they go. So while all of this is going on, uh, Kelly, or the the uh, like the head of the council the 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 job that was the the black dude in the first movie mm-hmm. first and second movie
0: yeah. is
2: now a woman
0: the great leader who,
2: who turns out to be Rufus's wife and Ke- and Kelly's mom uh, she realizes that Bill and Ted have taken off and she's saying that like sometimes maybe the interpretation of what Bill and Ted have to do is Different for everybody else, and she's like one of the main uh, rules of thought or theories is that Bill and Ted need to die. So she they say. Basically, we've
0: given them every chance. We've got we've helped them as much as we can, but here we are, this much in the future, and they're them being alive doesn't save us. They so right. Yeah.
2: So she commissions and she builds like this death robot, uh, who is one of the characters from uh, Barry he's like the the main anthony carrigan guy that barry interacts with like the main russian mobster he is great
0: yes he's in gotham he's in all sorts of shows and he's fantastic
2: yes is his name reggie what was his name the robot oh dennis 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 Dennis. she's like oh maggie kelly's like oh my boyfriend's ex-boyfriend's name was dennis
0: dennis caleb mccoy yeah i like it when they're just like okay great like
2: yeah we gotta go
0: uh
2: so while all of this is going on for bill and ted the girl kelly comes back to the present and the girl the two daughters realize that they have got to help their dad their dads uh so they start putting together a super group and first they who who was the one person you would start with and of course they pick hendrix so they pick hendrix and hendrix is not going for it so they go back even further and they get the guy who's kind of the inspiration for Jimi Hendrix uh they Louis Armstrong so they grab him i don't know man like i felt like this was a weird the Louis Armstrong thing was weird to me why like is that the, just the way the actor was playing and maybe i don't know what he sounded like or his mannerisms? That's what he
1: sounded like.
0: Well, Louis Armstrong's family that runs the Louis Armstrong Foundation or whatever said this actor did a great job, okay. and they really well, enjoyed the him matters. in this movie. So. And
1: that's what Louis Armstrong... I mean, he had that kind of voice, and he had that kind of herky-jerky movement, and and my my only thing was that he did he sound and move like that at that age because they got a very young Louis yeah, Armstrong? Sure. And I'm really only familiar with, you know an older Louis Armstrong. So, but his kids right.
0: loved the portrayal cuz I yeah. they tweeted and they're like he they're like they made Pops look greater. Or grandkids or whoever they are that runs that foundation they're like that they, he did a great job with Pops and then they knew the band, the band must be a, a jazz, a famous ch- jazz band, you know, someone that circle knows because they were like it was fun seeing the so and sos pop up too as his band. So,
1: well, yeah, cool. who was the band? Cuz it looked like it was the it, the just the setting looked like the preservation hall jazz band but i don't know i can't remember
0: they didn't mention that but i can't remember honestly gotcha but it's it's a real band anyway
1: yeah
2: uh so then so they convince they, hendrix once they get armstrong. once they bring louis armstrong then they get hendrix and then they go back and they get uh sebastian bach mozart Mozart, okay. Sebastian Bach Sebastian is the Bach lead singer is for of the Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that's not yes. what I meant. I'm uh, <laughs> thinking Johann.
1: Bach
0: Johann, <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach <laughs> is the classical,
1: piece.
0: not
2: the guy that sings, First Skid Row. Yeah. Uh, so and then they go back even further and get like this. I don't know. I I don't think this person's real. I guess they could be, uh, but like a woman who is the she's real. Oh, for real. The next one, yeah.
0: Ling Lun.
1: Yeah, she's real. Is. No, it, no, no. Well, well, the one it's, after it's, that well she's like it's a real thing it's uh, she's like mythological but okay okay you know like it but it's uh
2: yeah like the so they didn't make it up okay so they they make this super band uh to help them write this song and then we cut back to bill and ted and they're just they're trying
0: which they're 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 trying to get a band to help their dads Right, as Bill and Ted mind. are
2: trying to write the song or steal yeah. the song, I guess.
0: Yeah, they. I so mean, they, they came d- up with this genius idea, which, to their credit, as Tom said it's in the other episodes, it's pretty smart, though, because if they're doing this in the future, why go? this is kind of my argument, which I don't think too much about those first movies as far as, like, thinking too hard. But I always think if they can time travel, they can find and do anything. There's really no conflict when you have time travel. So to their credit in this one, which I think is pretty clever writing, they say what the audiences may be thinking. They're like, just go to the future and get the song. If you've written the song, <laughs> why do you have to wait to write it? Just go get it. Just go get it. <laughs> Uh so then
2: they they jump forward about another 5 years and we see this beautiful house <laughs> this massive, you know, massive driveway. Uh and are British and all 10, of a sudden. And they're all of a <laughs> sudden <laughs> they're British. Bill has like the most audacious wig, like curly wig and they're speaking in British accents and they're just like what are you do like why are you why? And they're like, "Oh, we go we went to, you know, the, the UK with the princesses and we vacation there." Yeah. And they like we have it we have the song and they put on these earphones and they listen to this song and they're like this is it we've we've and they give them like a mixtape and looks yeah like a, well
0: that's the the joke is i think there's like giving them what they bill and ted think is like a real album and what it is is one of those thin cd demo cases tape. <laughs> that you would you know print something off your computer and it looks and,
2: like it, it looks like it has a wild stallions logo like on drawn it. on there though yeah. it looks right, like a CD, right.
0: it's a cd arc sleeve right it's a yes really, exactly but they give it to them like here is the album that we've really you know it's so it's funny because bill and ted from our time don't notice it but it's clearly some cheap thing they've scraped together to give them correct
2: uh and then so they they're getting ready to leave and everything's great and they open the door and dave grohl <laughs> is standing at the door what are you doing in my like, house <laughs> yeah and they're just like oh no And they run back and the as the, when they run back in you can see bill taking off the wig and he's losing all of his hair and, and yeah. taking <laughs> off his like his girdle and his guts falling out and yeah. he's you know drinking this vodka straight from the bottle and the good Bill and Ted run back in. They're just like, I cannot believe you tried to give us a song written by Dave Grohl and pass it off as your own. And like, it would
0: have worked. Just go do it. But this is fantastic because now they have to fight with their future selves, but their future selves know their every move. So yeah, their I'm idea good. is to put buckets on their heads. So they don't even know what they're going to do. I do love when,
2: when Bill goes, Oh, they did the one thing I didn't think they were going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it when they fall off the balcony. Like, it's, yes. it's again, so ridiculous. But I love these type of movies where you can just be entertained and not think about how. Just have fun, yeah. Like you just
2: have fun with it. Uh, so
0: the dad and, and the dad shows up, show and
2: up, both Dylan, I think, was the de- was the brother Deacon, name. Deacon, uh, and and Ted's dad show up, and I like the dad. The dad is on the chief of police. Uh, so Bill and Ted leave, and then they jump forward again. Well, we should. Well, say he finally that the-
0: sees them right in the time machine because I don't, does he, he? he doesn't believe them this whole time and then they never believe isn't them, this true. where don't they escape in the time machine and he finally they do sees... escape
2: in the phone booth right. that's true but i don't know if they see
1: them
0: i think that's how ted's dad knows right maybe yeah at some point
1: i forget exactly but at some point yeah he does realize like oh my god they've been telling the truth all right. this time <laughs> all this time uh so then they jump up a little bit further
2: and now they're in jail <laughs> <laughs> and uh in the in the trailer they gave this away and i saw this little bit and i thought in the trailer they were doing like death metal and that was the scene like he's like yeah we wrote it what do you think and and ted's just like yeah it's a little dark but that's okay yeah, that's, it must have been we'll, deleted we'll get... scene
0: i uh alex winter shared online a script too that they filmed and it was different than what we saw so i'm oh, thinking that they filmed a couple of different versions okay that makes
2: sense uh and then the deal, and of course, this is a scene where they're wearing like these massive prosthetic, almost like Hans and Franz, yeah,
0: from SNL. But they're much w- better shirts. Though. They're, they're, oh, for sure, they're yeah, jacked yeah, yeah. and huge like that, but they look, look tattoos and it looked very good the way they did it. I think it was a bodysuit, but it almost looked like um, real people with their heads somehow fixed. Like it, it looked so realistic, <laughs> it, it was like, wow, those really look like real bodies.
2: No, totally, totally. Jailhouse, Bill and Ted. Are like, no, we're going to kill you. And then we're going to go and write this and, you know, point this, you know, give this song out. And, of course, Bill and – our good Bill and Ted get away. Uh, while all of this is going on, they keep bouncing back and forth to the daughters who, like I said, are just putting – I don't want to say that the daughters don't have, like, a meaningful story because they do. But it's just them putting the band together. Like, it's kind – you know, like, they're – yeah, but the,
1: the success of the mission, as it were, depends on what they do. It is. I agree. Yeah.
2: But it's not like they're doing anything at Bill and Ted's level, like where they're going to...
0: I don't know. What do Bill and Ted do that's any more important than that? I mean, in the first yeah. movie, they yeah, I guess gather the band the, together. The, the goofy gags, I guess,
2: right? that Bill and Ted are doing compared to like just gathering people i don't know i'm not saying it's bad i think it's i think the first movie
1: are... was literally 90 minutes of
0: them gathering people that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why that's, yeah, they, that's they, a good point yeah they, yeah that's why when we say it combines the best of both it's like the girls get to go on that adventure that people were audiences were expecting for the second one so they gave right. us the time travel and the historical figures to gather and then they give us bill and ted on their own adventure which goes to the future so you get the past you get the future and you get them interacting with themselves which was really fun and the characters you could tell that bill that keanu reeves and alex winter were having a blast playing these different versions of bill and ted and uh yeah i think i think both stories were equally entertaining and the
2: the dad realizes they're telling the truth when he sees the robot oh okay gotcha he sees the robot and the robot accidentally kills bills or ted's dad yeah and then uh so the girls get the band together they've got everybody ready to go and then the robot accident like shows up at the house at bill and ted's house and accidentally
0: kills the whole everybody the whole group of them so the, yeah right the the yes. historical figures kelly's in there they they kill he kills everybody
2: right so bill and ted show back up they've got the song they've they oh we should say that bill and ted uh see themselves as old men and they have a this is kind of a really heartwarming moment where they both sit down with their older selves <clears throat> And their older selves give them like guidance, you know, like the the older Ted kind of says, I'm sorry that I never opened up to you the way I should have. And, you know, so they now have a perspective on what they need to do to get their lives together when they get back to the to the present. Uh
0: but the so the USB drive they give them, it says Preston Logan, which is the foreshadowing that right. clearly, since their first names aren't on there, it's like, you can see where the setup's going, but it's yes. nice, you know, when you get there. Uh, and that the song's at 717, like we know, and then it also says at MP46. And they're like, what is MP46? At first, I thought it was a joke on MP3, like it's from the future. So it's an MP46. Oh. <laughs> when they first said it, I'm like, what is MP46? And so they're trying to figure out what that means as well. Yeah,
1: I thought it was supposed to be a... Uh like how they told time in the future like they didn't use years anymore Mm. oh that makes sense
2: so yeah so they get back to the house and this is where they run into where bill and ted run into the robot
1: dennis
0: caleb mccoy thank you and he's
2: like i've made a mistake (laughs) uh i may have killed your entire family And they're just like,
0: what? He's going to kill them. And they're like, but we've got the song. And he's like, well, that's what I need to stop from happening. And so he breaks the flash drive and he's like, you can't kill me because I don't have the song now. No, No, it's the other way. It's the other way around. They had because they had the song.
1: He he doesn't need to kill him. So then they break it because now because if they don't have the song, he has to kill them. Oh, so it was kind of like they were doing the a little riff on the Isaac Asimov's rule of robots to where it's like. They send him on a mission that, like, to stop them from getting the song. Well, now that they have the song, the mission is pointless, and they'll save the world, so everything's okay. And since they want to go it. rescue the kids, yeah. they're like, "Okay, well, now you don't have a choice. You've got to kill us." I, I thought that was a a, a clever.
0: A clever moment it was and i understood it i just said it wrong yeah gotcha. it's, it, it's confusing with all the yeah. time travel <laughs> stuff and all that but but yeah so they're like well you've killed our daughters and th- since they've been to hell which is great if you've seen the second one you understand more they don't think like oh if you kill us we're just done right. for. they're like no you have to kill us so now we can go to hell <laughs> and get them and, back you know we'll
1: yeah we'll get them like, back we've
0: done this before it's not a big deal yeah. we got
2: this is not this isn't a problem yeah. uh and that's exactly what they do uh, we get reintroduced to, uh, the groom Reaper and he is not happy with no. Bill and Ted because they, they had a falling out when they were a band and Bill and Ted sued them. And <laughs> Bill and Ted's like, we didn't mean to do it. Like it wasn't us. It was the lawyers and blah, blah. <laughs> so they they reconcile they get the whole group back together
0: it's really great because the the daughters have such an appreciation for music and the careers of their dad and so even though bill and ted had the falling out with the grim reaper the daughters are like they think he's a legend and they've right. never met him. So they're like, dads, you hang back. And they go and they convince the Grim Reaper to help them because they are like, you are a legend. You're this great bass player and all this. And, and it's a really fun moment between the three of them. And I never noticed
1: how much, uh, grew sounds like the Grim Reaper from Bill and <laughs> <laughs> It's That's
2: true. So then they, they get t- brought back and all hell is breaking, like legitimately, all hell is breaking loose. The The reality is about to fold in on itself.
0: Can, can we mention real quick, though, how great it is that Kid Cudi is in this movie playing himself, and he's an expert in quantum yeah. physics <laughs> <So> and time <laughs> travel? That. <laughs> That's a really, really great gag that we skipped over, and I have to say... So
2: like, I thought that he was station. Because he says station,
0: well, that's probably just. I, what does that even mean? I don't <laughs> Remember, know, like, but when, he says it, <laughs> and I was like, is,
2: "Oh, yeah. is he station?"
0: No, he's Kid Cudi. Is Kid cuddy I don't. Okay. There's no. Yeah. There's no anything listed like that. But I, I thought that was a great gag, though, that everyone else is playing random people, but he's playing himself. But he's also this genius, and and he's explaining what you know. I can't even quote it, but no, when he's explaining time travel, <laughs> and there he's like, "Oh, and you got to do this with the you know whatever," and it's it's just it's a hilarious role for him to play totally random and out there
2: yeah so they they the grim reaper agrees to bring everybody back and that's what he does and they
0: end up on they, the freeway
2: mp46 is where they end mile up. marker yes it's a mile marker and then bill looks at the thing he's like preston and logan and he's like oh and he's looking at some at, at their daughters and they realize that the daughters are the the ones that create this song with them because in the movie <laughs> In the very beginning, uh, the, the the leader says, your entire band has to be together to make this song. Mm. So once we get the entirety of this band, which includes the moms, includes the princesses, the daughters, Bill and Ted, and this entire like historical band, then things start to fall into play. And it's play. still,
0: what's really nice is it still fits the prophecy, even though it's totally retconned, 100% retconned. Oh, yeah it still works because they still did like they had the daughters. They went on the adventures. They got this, like they still Bill and Ted still did the stuff they had to do, but the other Bill and Ted were the ones that, actually do it you know what i mean like it's the best sure. of both worlds and it's a really nice sweet way to bring them all together and still fit within everything you've known so you're not like oh that's just ruined the first two movies <laughs> yeah. it plays
2: that, they are so and that, that's the advantage of having a screenwriter that does all three movies right right, right. like they're so faithful to both movies
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the second one did not review well because it's very different from the first one but there are elements that they're faithful to you in this one, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic
0: because the fans love them both critics aside yeah. and box office aside, people love both these movies. And so they do a great tribute uh, to both of them in this one. And I think it's a movie that fans will be completely happy with. And speaking totally. speaking of
1: box office real quick, I, I feel like we should point out that even though the second one, you know, probably underperformed it made essentially the same amount of money as the first one. The second one opened against Terminator two. So
2: well, okay, come on.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's very unfortunate. And it's the same demo, right? In nineteen Absolutely. In that in nineteen
0: ninety one, that's the same group of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's too bad. So anyway, how great is it that parked on the traffic jam on the freeway is a guitar center truck and a tractor trailer flatbed (laughs) and a circle K. That that they make us yeah. It's right. it's It's perfect. So funny the way they do that. So Again, because you don't have to think too hard about these movies. All the stuff they need is there. They get these instruments. They get the stage. But then they remember, but wait a minute. We're supposed to unite the entire world and play together. How do we do that? For, you know, we, we can't get everyone to play at the same time. And they're like, oh, time travel. Time travel. <laughs> we can go. <laughs> which, which also creates almost a
2: uh, Groundhog Day time loop. We're like, how long did it actually take them to give all yeah. of the, like, in their time? But they were also it,
0: like, it doesn't have to be us. It could be our other, like, multidimensional versions of us. Yeah, right? like, when well,
2: they was like, oh, God, they're going to do a multiverse of villains. Right? Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I'm in. Let's do it. But
0: but again, what are they? What did they do in this situation? They Deus ex machina, just like they did with the other ones. It's like, how are we going to get out of this situation? Oh, time travel! It's time the, travel. It's the ultimate Deus <laughs> ex machina. So they go into seven whatever billion people in the world to give everybody an instrument and then show back up at the performance and
2: everybody plays yeah. and the reality sets itself right. And again,
0: and it's an awesome song.
2: It's not a bad song. So here's the, here's my other, I
0: mean, I was really happy with it.
2: (laughs) The only complaint I ever have about Bill and Ted and it's a, it's a, it's a stupid one, but it's like, I want them to play hair metal. I want them to play like hard, you know, hair metal. And we never get that right like even at the end of but they never uh, had
1: played hard hair
2: metal like i mean you know, i mean if your name is wild stallion with Y's, yeah but like
1: yeah, if but... you look at the soundtrack <laughs> of that the those movies it's you know it's i mean first off most of the bands went on to be nothing right yeah like but that first soundtrack features extreme and before they were anything and uh what glenn burtnick who uh <laughs> glenn burtnick would go on to replace tommy shaw and sticks uh for an album and and uh a band called power tool which is actually nelson um just they didn't have the name nelson yet but it's it's matthew and gunner nelson singing a song written by frank and dweezil zappa so like i mean for all it's uh for all their kind of claims of loving like hard rock they they there's really not a lot of hard rock like even you know in the first one in the
2: second one right that it's they've got pantera and they get pantera and, and megadeth on the second Primus, one that's fair but and and faith no more
1: yeah but but uh but the evolution of their music really was never all that hard and plus if you're going to be Write this huge mainstream song that unites the world. It yeah. ain't gonna be heavy metal. No,
2: that's true. That's true. I, and this one, when they add like EDM and you know they're they're playing yeah. on like a beat box, I was like, I, I get that. Like those those two girls, those that would be there.
0: And it's Kid Cudi. I mean, right? Kid, that makes Cu- total Kid sense. Kid Cudi's there, and obviously he's a rapper and makes great beats and everything. I love Kid Cudi's music. So. I think the song is great. You've been waiting all this time, been waiting 31 years to hear what the song is that will unite the world. And it's different than you expected. And there's more people involved and different people, but I was really happy with the song they came up with. And again, the moment like any downfalls that this movie had were erased by that ending scene. It's such a feel good scene. I, I,
2: I, I don't even think there are any downfalls. I think this is exactly what they wanted to make. And if you if you love Bill and Ted, and how can you not love that first one? Like what kind of you're a sociopath <laughs> if you don't like that first movie. Like this is it's the exact same thing.
1: Like if 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 you don't like Bill and Ted, nothing about Face the Music is going to change your opinion. Absolutely but, not. But if you if
0: you like Bill and Ted, this is exactly the movie you wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect for what it's trying to be, but it's not a perfect movie. My point is that some of the jokes are flat. Some of the pacing is off. Like it's not a perfect movie, but it's extremely enjoyable and it's exactly what fans want. And again, by the end of the movie, I just forgot any moments that fell flat or anything because it was such a joyful ending. Feel good, like they know how to do it. in all these movies. The song was good. There's the family element. The everybody's happy and back together. And and there's some legit laugh out loud
1: moments yes, in there this are. movie. Totally. I mean, I I laughed a lot at this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I,
2: this was where I, I was debating if I was going to rent it or buy it. And I was like, why? I'll, uh, I'm buying it. Yeah. I was, I'm like, you know, for the extra five the bucks. Extra five you, bucks. Yeah, I'll buy it.
0: It, yeah so but yeah i think that's a perfect way to put it though if if you like the other movies you'll love this if you don't like the other movies there's nothing about this that will turn you into a fan of bill and ted this no, is right. exactly for the fans by the people that made the original movie and it does right by them and you'll love it if you love those it makes me want to go back and watch point break Oh, well, you can <laughs> like, always uh, that's i, I, I love mean it's a great break. movie you can always I, go it's back and one and of those watch
2: things that. i was like oh yeah i, was, I, I love that that Keanu
0: speed and point break that early Keanu it's if you watch interviews, Dracula don't watch Dracula. oh no no but if you if you watch interviews with Keanu Keanu was Ted like it's, oh it, absolutely he didn't, it wasn't a stretch for no. him to play that character no. yeah and he's only now evolved to the Keanu we know it's funny how he like Tom said tried to get away from Ted because he didn't want to be typecast and when did uh, that happen when does this is the Matrix the switch
1: No, I mean he was always doing stuff like that right like it's not too long after the second Bill and Ted that he's in, like My Private Idaho with oh, well, River
2: Phoenix. So it's weird. I think that's the f- I. You know what? That's the switch. I think if River Phoenix doesn't die, maybe maybe it takes longer to get to this version of Keanu. But I maybe. feel like and River
1: Phoenix auditioned for Bill and Ted.
2: Yeah, I think River Phoenix passing away uh, was a a pretty big blow to. I mean, it was like they were they were yeah. best friends. It was a pretty big blow to Keanu. And he started doing some different stuff after yeah. River Phoenix died.
1: But, yeah, like, this was a movie that I, when I heard they were making it, I was just kind of like, ugh. Like, that's that ship has sailed. You know what I mean? Kind of, like, yeah. And so for them to gi- give us such a good movie <laughs> that really just fits <laughs> no the tone business. of the original. Yeah, yeah, like, this is one of those situations where this this movie had no right to be this good, <laughs> like, and hat tip to them for Absolutely. pulling it all. It's
0: at 79% so. on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics really gave it good reviews, which is, Yeah, I
1: know, when I reviewed it on the radio on Friday, uh, Max Foise, who's been on the show a time or two, w- it w- is a- also on that show, but not doing the movie reviews on that particular show, and I could... I could hear the face he was making when I gave this movie a positive review like he was just not anticipating me to have enjoyed this movie on the level I did oh so and, you're
2: saying it was a it was a surprise face, not a grimace,
1: yeah, like he was just like Got it. like it was like a double take like what like he hasn't seen it yet either and just, he was just like so when my review was like this movie is delightful and and they could not have done a better job on this movie it, it, and and uh, I could tell that that was not the answer he was expecting to hear from me. So <laughs> that's yeah. fun,
0: and that's out of uh, 133 critics. It's a 79% of Rotten Tomatoes, average of 6.6 6 out of three. I mean, I think that about a se- seven out of ten is about right for this movie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and I mean, and again, mean that as a compliment, especially because like because
1: it's so goofy, you're just gonna lose a certain portion of 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 the film reviewers because it's just sure. so silly yeah. Yeah. you right. know right and you know and they're joyless hacks and they can have it <laughs> so uh,
2: <laughs> I, th- I mean I think also we we lost we lost somebody this week in kind of a shocking yeah that fashion true. you know I feel like we should kind of touch on the fact that we lost Chadwick Boseman uh, who is was a shock to everyone yeah um, that he was uh, going through as much as he was
1: going through. And he'd been taking a ration of crap online for his appearance. Man,
2: I got to tell you, though, when he, when those pictures came out, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I hope he's okay. Like, hopefully this isn't one of those tragic stories. And unfortunately, it turned out to be one of those tragic stories, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, um, The fact that he filmed all of those Black Panther movies and scenes in the condition he was in, I can't even imagine. He found out uh, even
0: imagine four years ago, he had stage three colon cancer. And so for four years, all those movies that he's done, I think he's done like 10 or 12 movies since then and, uh, promoted them and continued to visit children's hospitals and, and stay with people with cancer. And, uh, it escalated to stage four and he passed away and, yeah. and he really, kept that quiet and didn't want to lose out on any roles or anything and, and uh, he
2: didn't i mean we just talked about him what three months the, ago to
1: five bloods yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's a
2: shame and it sucks and i hope i hope that they don't i hope they go with shuri in the black panther movies i hope yeah, they I, don't recast
1: i don't think you'll see it recast i think you'll see the mantle pass yeah um which makes the makes the most sense and it kind of felt like they were setting up for that anyway i think you're right um whether you know but not that they were looking to rush him out the door or anything but but that's kind of you got to prepare i mean that's yeah they're always prepared for contract negotiations that fall fall apart or whatnot so but i i i agree and don't think that they will attempt to to recast it i think that you will see someone else become black panther but it it won't be the same character Mm -hmm. right right so Um, i just
2: you know just want to feel like that's he, Chadwick Bozeman has been a part of this podcast for the last four years so and that was a uh, that was a gut punch uh, and uh, so yeah I remember when
1: I saw the thing I sent it to Kevin and I might I was just like is this true like yeah. I, yeah. like I, I I didn't want to share it and be wrong I was <laughs> just like this doesn't seem right like it was yeah yeah he's I mean, so he only 43
2: I think yeah
0: yeah to give to give you an impression of how shocking it was i mean it was the only thing on anyone's timeline for all the social media for days Uh, i haven't been on today but the last two days that's all anyone's been talking about and uh the tweet sent out from his account by his family that talks about him and what he was going through and all that is the most liked tweet in the history of twitter so wow, if, that, wow. if that shows you the impact that Chadwick Boseman had on pop culture yeah. and on society this day and age, his passing, the tweet announcement is the most liked. And, you know, of course, we don't mean – it's not like like is like people like him dying, but that's right. people remembering Showing him. Showing support. Retwe- exactly. Right. And so in the most liked in the matter of one day. Yeah. So that's the impact he had and uh, it's interesting because you've got some people out there saying these Marvel movies are kids movies and what do they matter and whatever and look how the entire world responded to the death of one of their actors that's a very important very important it just shows you how impactful that you can you can try to if you're trying to be a film snob, you can try to dismiss these MCU movies as much as you want. But the entire world came together and and mourned his loss. And of course, he was an actor that goes far beyond the MCU. But that is how he will be remembered. It's his most iconic role. And look at the impact that had on people, right? Uh, like no other. Well, and he also, we should
1: say, played you know, at three other black icons Mm -hmm. that those three being real human beings but i mean he played jackie robinson he played james brown and he played thurgood marshall and those are also three very very different people yeah and so the fact that he could play all three of them in a span of you know five six years is is very impressive and i saw a story about him when he was first starting out he was cast i think it was i think it might have even been his first real role he was cast on a soap opera the guiding light i believe it was
0: all my children
1: is that what it was okay yeah mm-hmm. and uh one of the characters on the show was adopting a a kid who was a black gang member and he i think he f- he filmed it for like a week and he was just like no like this needs to be a different type of character i'm not going to do it and he walked away and when he did not have the juice to walk away from a from a role like that, he walked away. And and, uh, and who got and that role? Michael B. Jordan got mm-hmm. that role, and and never knew it until they were in Black Panther together. They were talking about the story, and wow. Michael B. Jordan had no idea. And and the character that they gave to Michael B. Jordan, they recast it. It was different, and he's like, the character I played was different than that, and it was because even though they let him walk away from that role they still were like yeah maybe we should tweak this some wow and that that says a lot about his character and commitment that he was i mean to to walk away from a from a a role on a big on a big tv show like that when you don't have the pedigree yet to do that yet right it's pretty just shows
0: his his morals and his commitment that he didn't want to play a, a stereotypical role he's yeah. like i'm not going to be known for that and typecast for that or, or perpetrate that it's it wasn't his thing I mean, he was an amazing person amazing actor his presence was felt in everything that he did uh even that movie gods of egypt which was terrible he was good <laughs> it was pretty bad <laughs> uh you know he it's just he was he was phenomenal and he will be greatly yeah. missed
2: yeah it's a, yes, it's so. a big loss so well,
1: I guess on that note that's uh, that's it for this one. Let's uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find it. This us. is Joe, you can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, Butts, T S twenty one.
0: This is Kevin, follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett.
1: And this is Tom, you can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group and of course check out our patreon patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one uh coming up next week i guess we will tackle mulan right so uh let's get down to business look forward to that so uh that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time adam jr shoots lou